Good morning. Our order of service this morning is on page 260 in the uh, Lutheran service book, and uh, we begin with the opening hymn is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is
Please be seated for the readings. The first reading is from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, it will be I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Crush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from Israel and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from, my, from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be to God. The Psalm 29 was sung responsively. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf, and Syria like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and stripes the forest bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. 
second reading is from the sixth chapter of Romans. What shall I say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if, for if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if Christ, now if we died with Christ, will we believe that we will also live with him? For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in Christ in Jesus. And alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
rise for the gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more, more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too, and he was praying. As he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. The Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not cut your neighbor's house. You shall not cut your neighbor's life. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the Son of our Lord, who has conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified by the Holy Spirit. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits there right now. be seated for the hymn of the day. 
grace, peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Already we are uh, out of the Christmas season and into Epiphany where we, uh, this morning, meditate on the baptism of our Lord. Now, what does the baptism require? Um, it requires people who acknowledge their sin and uh, receive the Holy Spirit through the water and the word in baptism. Um, and uh, for most of us, it was mother and father bringing us forward to be baptized uh, as an appeal for a clear conscience, as a command from God, um, all nations, baptize, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so we were baptized, we had our children baptized uh, so that we would come under God's protection, God's grace, God's mercy. And this actually is something that uh, was practiced a long time ago. We see it alluded to um, earlier on in the psalm where the Lord brought out the children of, uh, of Israel through the Red Sea, delivered from, uh, from Cush, and uh, I have to look for the other word. Well, I can't right now. Uh, oh, this was in, the, uh, in Isaiah. Cush and Seba, uh, two kingdoms in Egypt. There were two kingdoms, a north and a south kingdom. And if you can imagine the children of Israel being collected from uh, both of those kingdoms uh, together and then crossing through water, into and out of water, uh, which, which is, you know, how God saved them through water, and then uh, the pursuers were drowned in that same water. And so the water was, a, was a, a, an instrument of saving for one group of people, and it was an instrument of death for another group of people. And lo and behold, here we have Jesus' baptism, in which uh, it, was, it is an instrument signifying Jesus' death, because Jesus is not, is not sinful. So, technically, Jesus never should have been baptized, because one of the requirements of baptism is to acknowledge your sin, or to know about sin. So why was Jesus baptized? Um, well, we are washed in the blood of the Lamb, and He likewise is washed. Not in the blood of the Lamb, but in our sins. If you've ever, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Jerusalem, I certainly haven't, but I know uh, rivers in um, well, even in our country, are not rivers that you would necessarily just go take, take a dip in. Uh, chemically, uh, they, they may not be very healthy. 
for you. Probably aren't very healthy. I would, I would uh, venture to say that the Jordan River is not the you know, most clean, crystal, clear, flowing water on the face of this earth. And, uh, oh yeah, well, back in Jesus' day it was. <laughs> I don't think so. I think maybe now it's probably cleaner than it was with all of our environmental laws. Water is, uh, is place people um, dispose of waste, dispose of their loved ones in certain parts of the country, dispose of all kinds of things that they, I mean, if you imagine the, the picture of what the flowing water is, is it something that carries away, or it's something that gives life, but also carries away stuff you don't want. And all of those things was Jesus baptized into. It was the beginning of his public ministry. And so he, he descended into the Jordan to be baptized and immediately afterwards ascended out and went into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And here you have this in the gospel lesson. It's a little bit backwards because it says uh, in, in chapter, in verse 19, it was talking about Herod using all of these words and then he was thrown in the, the, he was thrown in the prison. But, oh yeah, by the way, uh, 21, before that, he baptized Jesus. So it's kind of, you know, backwards in the lesson if you look at it. Um, uh, after Jesus was baptized, while Jesus was in the wilderness, uh, John the Baptist um, that time after he baptized Jesus, his job was basically done. And he told the people, I must decrease, but he must increase. And indeed, that's what had to happen. And that's pretty much it. But oh, what an it it is, isn't it? That when we are baptized in the blood of Jesus, we once again participate, just like the children of Israel, just like the children of Israel again later on in Jerusalem, first was in Egypt, now in Jerusalem, and now we, some of us here at this font. Uh, the font that I was baptized, uh, I don't know where that font is. Uh, the church uh, I was baptized in, in uh, Bayou Vista, Louisiana, is closed. No longer exists. It hasn't existed for years and years. And as far as I know, I'm the only person who went into public, public ministry from that place. But that doesn't make my baptism invalid. Because the Christ, who some 2,000 plus years ago suffered and died for me, commanded. As he was ascending into heaven, he said, Go to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all of the things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the ages of ages, to the very ends of the ages or end of time. This is what we bear 
with us in baptism. Seems like a very simple thing, um, although for some children it's, it's not uh, a simple thing. It's maybe chilly water, but maybe we complain a little bit uh, about that. I think in Luther's day and age, they still used to uh, uh, immerse the infants, and it was a swooping motion, you know, so that a bubble, oxygen bubble would form, and whoosh, how would you like that? Uh, a nice castle font, uh, and castles, castle churches in themselves are not the warmest things, um, but to be baptized uh, like that. Well, we quibble over how we're being baptized, and sometimes we do a lot of quibbling over being baptized, whether it's believer baptism or infant baptism or any kind of baptism, but I'm here to say that however it is done, it is commanded by God in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And it once again is one of the, one of the few things I suppose you can, uh, and this is why we call it a sacrament, it is those things that are uh, that are commanded by God that bring forth forgiveness of sins, salvation. The Lord's Supper is another thing, and it has a physical element to it. So, water and word, promising salvation. The Lord's Supper, which we don't, we're not uh, having today, not celebrating today, but that is bread and wine combined with God's word of salvation. And... Hmm, my, my silent H, my half vowel that I like to, to say because when it comes to forgiving sins, I think it is the greatest, um, if you want to call it a sacrament, which some people don't, but in my mind, a, a person proclaiming God's word, a person's physical, are they not? I would say that every person in here is physical. And when they announce to you, and maybe they put their hand on your shoulder, or maybe they, uh, they nevertheless announce that, but they can say, God forgives you. You are forgiven. And does that not carry the promise of forgiveness from God? Is it not a command that we forgive one another? It is indeed. So we physical people, and by the way, it is something that lay people, because the Lord's Supper and baptism uh, usually, typically, is confined to church services and, and these kinds of things. It's more formal. But forgiveness of sins is something that we are all, as Christians, commanded to do with one another. And that forgiveness is just as powerful coming from you as from anyone else. Why? Because you are a redeemed child of God. And God has said, if you forgive, I forgive. Now, what if somebody has said, I don't forgive you? Boy, that just sticks in the craw, doesn't it? And maybe you know somebody who doesn't forgive you and who will never forgive you. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter why. Does God forgive you? Yes, he does. Why? You were baptized in the blood of the Lamb. And in the end, 
no matter what anyone here on earth tells you, God is the one who judges. And Jesus, who passed through the waters of baptism into our sin and into our death, and he conquered the devil, sin, death, and Satan, in doing so, he, when he looks at you, proclaims you innocent through his blood, through his baptism. Are we innocent? Let's be honest. We are not. Now, that doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't sound right for Jesus to be baptized as sinners are, and it doesn't sound right that we should go to heaven even though we are sinners because heaven is for those people who please God. Can we please God? No, we cannot. And so you see, here, here is the focus for us. Christ and Him crucified for you and for me. Christ, the giver of faith. And He gives us faith with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit testifies. And of course, there are other testimonies. Like, there was a King Herod who made an order to go and to have children slaughtered just so that he could catch Jesus up in that, so that Jesus would die before his time. Well, that doesn't fool God who knows everything and knows everyone and what's in the heart of everyone. It was not possible for Herod to outsmart God as it's impossible for you and I to outsmart God. And God sees the things that we do. But thanks be to God that he saw what Jesus did. And what did he say? Even at the baptism, he said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descended from heaven like a dove and sat on his shoulder. And he made this pronouncement. And Jesus then went out and said, follow me, follow me, it'll save your life. Follow me, it will save the lives of many, because you come in and you become my child, and I send you out, just like I sent disciples out, to do what? To forgive sins, to be gracious, to be merciful, to be loving, all of these things that Jesus has been, and that God teaches that we should be and what a struggle it is it's a struggle to be gracious and merciful and loving to those who do not love us and even more to those who want our harm but what are we to do forsake our god forsake salvation forsake our savior john didn't and over the whim of Herod's stepdaughter, John's head was removed. 
sometimes, even in our lives, it is difficult to continue in faith. Sometimes it is. Sometimes the world will convincingly yell to us, what are you doing? Don't you, aren't you more sophisticated than that? And we also have people, God bless them, who are very naive in the ways of the world, which I would wish every one of us would be. But some of these people are so tied up in uh, following God that it, they for sure don't make sense to other people, especially when they, when they are so strong in their opinion that they turn people off. And there are people of different stripes. No matter what belief, no matter what religion, you always have those people who are very stringent against other people and hate people because they don't believe the way they believe. Well, God doesn't call us out to be that way. He calls us to be merciful, to be kind, to be patient with all people. That's what he calls us to be. And look at Jesus, what Jesus did. I think he was in many ways gentle and kind. And there were a few instances where he stood up, but you know where that standing up brought him? Because he stood up against the Pharisees and the Sadducees when he made statements, and he even called them children of Satan when they were saying, we are fathers, we are, are sons of Abraham, our father. Who are you? And Jesus said, you're not. You're not sons of Abraham, because if you were, you would listen to my voice, because Abraham did. That didn't go over very well with them, because their religion was based on, on following Abraham, but we, of course, know that it's not based upon following Abraham. Abraham is just an example for us and part of Christian history even before it was Christianity. But now we know the way is to Christ. Jesus is the way of salvation. Jesus, who historically existed, who, as we said, suffered under Pontius Pilate, a true governor of Rome, was threatened by death by, uh, with Herod, a true king of Israel. So there's historical evidence. I don't care what anybody says about that. The buildings are there. You can look on YouTube. You can, you can stroll through uh, the forum of Rome and see the buildings pointed out. Oh, yes, you know, this person built this, and that person built that, and all of these people are true in history, and their buildings do, and history books record their name, and even Jesus' name is recorded in history, not just in the Bible, but in historical accounts that, that were written by people who were not Christian, and not people of that faith. And that Jesus, the real, the divine, came down. And because of the love in his heart, des descended into the Jordan River 
was baptized into our sins and came up out. And then, still sinless, battled Satan and continued to be sinless and then suffered and died for you and for me. And that had to happen so that you and I could sit here today and give glory to God who gives us all good things. Praise be to God for baptism. Praise be that Jesus suffered and died for us and that we ourselves have passed through the waters of forgiveness. May this be our continued realization, continued foundation in our faith. Peace be unto you, in Jesus' name, amen. We continue uh, with the offertory. Uh, this is in our LSB, our um, on page uh, 394, Songs of Thankfulness and Praise.
we rise for prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our hearts and with all our minds, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for all the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and the homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Ed uh, Rabelais, uh, suffered a stroke, for Dennis Darcy, still in the hospital, for Vince Corona, who's uh, suffering with cancer, for all those in our bulletin that we uh, continually have before us, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. And finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have We pray together the collect of the day. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan, you proclaimed him the beloved Son, and invited him the Holy Spirit. Make all our baptized in Christ faithful in their form to be your children and inheritors of him everlasting life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scripture to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept this assignment from all harm and nature, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and my faithfulness, for into your hands I commit myself, my body and soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. A reading from Mark. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, 
and had a leather girdle around his waist, and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the thong of whom sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. A reading from Matthew. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. A reading from Mark. He who is baptized, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. A reading from John. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Let us pray. In baptism, God brings us into his family and calls us his own. By baptism, God gives us the gifts of faith, love, faith, forgiveness, and strength and asks us to respond in faithfulness to him and service to others. We thank you, gracious Lord, for new life you have given us through holy baptism. We especially ask you to bless Chad Arborough, Darren Whitty, Ethan Miller, Philip Clayson Jr., Ruth Cowett, Evan Carlini, Philip Clayson Sr., Lorna Bettisworth, Pastor Ken DeSoto, Cody Garrino, Elisa Chauncey, Cameron Kinnear, Christopher Arbo, and Cameron Cook on the anniversary of their baptism. Continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit Increase in them the gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy, joy in your presence through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. We now do the closing hymn, 602.